Here we go. Thank you for joining us once again, Live Dominion Sonship. We have another message and it is a, it is, it is, it is really the truth of our salvation of why we became born again. And we know, of course, to be part of the family of God and, um, and there is also a moment of transformation that is really a working of the spirit in this salvation that we are now that we have now received through Christ, through the, through the unveiling of the Holy Spirit, a revelation of truth that Jesus is truth, the Word of God is truth, and that Christ is the only way to an everlasting life in God. And that there is an eternity, and this eternity is to bring forth, this eternity is to bring forth a resemblance of glory, a resemblance of he who really is a token of his love to this world. And so when I went through my titles again, the last little while and, you know, back to, back to the fall, back to September, beginning of September. And, um, we finished August with confidence in his ransom confidence in his ransom and then we moved to giving thanks to the Lord because in in August 28 we went to the way the truth and the life so when we come into the reality of Christ and we understand the purpose of his life that is to set us free to release the captivity that we could not escape ever never then at that moment we all that abounds in our heart is thanksgiving because he has become our way, he's become our truth, and he's become our life. And so then we start undergoing this press of faith, attaining to his life, attaining to his life. And that's how our September started. And attaining to this life of Christ in us looks like a champion's walk. It's not a victim mentality. Woe is me. I'm a Christian. Pity me now. Pity me. I'm going to be broke. I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be content with the misery of the world. Absolutely not. We are to overthrow the misery of the world. We are to dismantle every evil operation. So when we undergo this transformation, it becoming a brand new creation of Christ, we start pressing into the attaining of this revelation of life that we have now become life to the world, living hope to another. Why are you looking for hope over there when you are the living hope of God into the world? I'm hoping for this to happen. I hope this doesn't happen. I hope one day my, my, my portion in life will change. I hope maybe, 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 maybe I'll retire when I'm 65, but presently I don't think so. I gotta slug it out all the way. No! That's not to be our thought. Our thoughts are to be up above where he is, the heavenly mindset. Let him be your master. Let him tell you your portion in life. Let him be your instructor of how you do life now. And this is what attaining to life looks like. The champions walk. 
where we said we go chomp, 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 eat all adversity. Adversity, yay. You're here for me to overcome, yay. Yay. Endure to overcome was next message. And the Lord gave me a subtitle to that, to that message. The victory is in the endurance. The victory is in the endurance. You're not a quitter. You're not a giver-upper. You're not going to faint now. Absolutely not. God needs us to be strong in this hour, to withstand all, to be immovable, to abound in the work of the Lord, to be steadfast forever, not to shift with every wicked wind of doctrine. I believe this doctrine. No, I don't believe that doctrine. I believe the word of God. And I read the word of God with inspiration of the Holy Spirit for myself. For myself, I sit and I submit to truth. And I allow this truth. I want this truth to comb out every kinky understanding of wrong understanding that someone told me about. Thus says the Lord when it was really thus says man. And then we move to the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith. There is a contending for truth. There is a laying hold of the word of life. You don't let go. You undergo transformation. You take captive every thought. You submit to the word of Christ. You don't deviate from truth unless you want to be destroyed. You want to be destroyed. You want to live a busted life. Go ahead and walk away from truth. Go ahead and deny the power of the word of God. Go ahead. You won't be happy. You won't be happy there. Fight of faith. Then, yeah, what does the fight of faith, the next title God gave me in October 2nd, 22. Hard pressed, not crushed. No, my emphasis is not about being hard pressed. My emphasis is I'll never be crushed. I could just preach from my little titles here that God gave me. I'll never be crushed. I'm building up to today's title. That's why I'm going through them. Yeah, thank God for the hard press. That ultimate gonna die. That, that flesh that wants to be a big fat cat and do nothing, lays in the sun, do nothing. Go purr, purr, someone stroke me, purr, purr. <laughs> no! No! I don't need pity. I'm here to bust out <laughs> and walk in dominion over my flesh. And yes, it's a hard press. And yes, I can sound saucy and animated, but I know this hard press is a crucifixion to something that you are very fond of. That led you astray every time called the flesh. Your carnal nature, your natural discernment of what life is and how you do life, what marriage is and what it looks like to raise children in today's world. Submit to the wrong authority and think it's godly. But never crushed will be. Never crushed. And was 
press for release. Yes, because this hard press that we are undergoing right now, that we have the guarantee of not being crushed, is to release the very life of God. To release the very glory of God. We are the government of God, the body of Christ on earth, and heaven and earth is spectating, expecting for a demonstration of the sons of God to liberate the creation that's been subject under this curse, under the curse of Adam. The great fall from God. And that looks like my next title, October 16th, to bear his brand marks. The identity of Christ. And so we're coming closer to today's message. To bear his brand marks. What does it look like to be called a Christian? It is one that will suffer the persecution of the cross. As Paul did, as Peter did, as John did. We're not exempt. Unless you want to cower and hide somewhere, and that too is miserable. There's no protection in hiding out. The enemy knows you. Bear his brand marks. Christ in me now, the hope of glory. I'm brand new. I'm brand new. And the brand newness of my life, my new creation life, has so marked my thoughts that I am not of this world. I'm not to resemble the mindset of fallen men. I'm not to come in agreement with, with fallen humanity in the woe is me. We're going to die. We're going to die. We can't feed the family in this hour. Lies. Who are you? Bear his brand marks. Come back to the word and bear the marking of the word. Let the word of God mark your mindset. Let the word of God be the brand that you wear daily called the cross of Christ. Don't tiptoe around the matter and pretend like you don't know truth. You know truth. Stand for truth. You're a light. Set up on the hill. You're a light. Don't hide the light under the bushel. Stand out. Stand out. Be a truth sayer. Don't have to be confrontational. We don't have to go into strivings. The, the word talks about the servant of God must not strive with another. But we don't have to compromise truth. Paul never did. How many times he was bitten with, the, with rods and the lashes, 40 minus 1. And so here from bury his brand marks, we moved into the stripes of love. The stripes of love that he bore it for me so I can overcome all. The stripes of love that he became sin, so I might be his righteousness in Christ. That he took the punishment of what I was to endure. What I, the debt I owe towards God, he paid. Stripes of love. And then we did last week, 
free to bear him. Free to bear his love markings. Free to bear him, to be a full expression of his life. Free to manifest sonship and dominion. Why? Because I have, uh, I have chosen to undergo this hard press of faith. Why? Because I have chosen to deny and abstain from my flesh so I can solely release him. And today is to be his image, to be his image. And so let's go to the first verse in Romans, Romans 13. Why these messages? Because we're in the last hour. Why these messages? Because we have an adversary. The Rome's about looking whom he may devour. And when we know who we are and whose we are, or whom we're born and whom we belong to, then we're not devourable because we're going to walk as such. We're going to walk as such, bearing his image. Jesus said the devil had nothing on him. Jesus made the choice to lay down his life. No one killed him. He laid down his life. He's the good shepherd. He laid it down so he can pick it back up again. Called resurrection, buddy. Resurrection from the dead is our portion. This is where our new life is through the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans, Romans 13, 11. And do this knowing the time. This is it. Knowing the time. Uh, do this, you know, in, in chapter 12 of Romans talks about being living sacrifices. Being a living sacrifice to present my body to God as a living sacrifice. That looks like picking up the cross daily. So that, so that I now be and have a life before God that is holy and acceptable to him. And this is how I serve him, by being a living sacrifice for him. And it looks like a mind renewal. It looks like a transformation from a lower realm of doom and gloom into the far above place where I already am. So I be situated in all my senses far above it all. And then he moves into behaving like a Christian. In, in, in Romans 12, 9, let love be without hypocrisy. Don't be a pretender. Abhor what is evil, he says. Cling to what is good. It's what it looks like to be a Christian. Abhor what is evil. Don't side with evil. Pretend it's okay. Because we're living in some sort of a strange moment. Evil is evil. It's evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in, all, in honor, giving preference, preference to one another. And then, and then we come into 13 and verse 11. And do this knowing the time, that now it is high time. Now it is high time to wake out of sleep. To wake out of sleep. Of this state 
of being asleep to who you really are, of this state of having no sense of reality. Wake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off. Therefore, because the night is far spent, the day is at hand, it's here now. His return is imminent here now. He is a soon coming king. We don't know the hour nor the time, but we can survey the seasons and we have a pretty clear identification and a pretty clear sense that this is it. We are in the last days, in the very last days. Therefore, cast off the word those indications. We have good indications that this is it. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us put on the armor of light. And he'll tell you what that looks like. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, nor in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Do you know that this is the hour, this is the hour more than ever to make a strong reckoning to the outer man dead? It's too crucial of an hour. It's too important of a moment for you to be a light into this dying world. Hell is real. Hell is real. And we at times live like, well, I think everyone's going to make it to heaven somehow. I don't have to witness. Someone else would witness. I'm not called to witness to that one. But the way we witness is by being a light, by walking properly. Verse 13, let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverent drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. What we read earlier in, in 12, 9, that we're to walk without hypocrisy, to walk in the love of God, to abhor what is evil, to cling to what is good. This is a witness. To put on the Lord Jesus Christ, to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its love. Romans 8. So here we go to be his image. Romans 8. What does that look like to put on the Lord Jesus Christ? What does that look like? Can we do it? Yes. Why? Because we're his children. We are his children, partakers of his divine nature through Christ. Romans 8, 16. Hmm. Actually, if we go, verse 12, it will cue us up. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, no provision for the flesh, right? To live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. 
What? Really? Oh, I don't think I'll die. Well, even Adam definitely did not think they were going to die. And the curse came on the entire earth. Curse was pronounced. Because they partook of something that looked good. It just looked good. It looks good. Feels good. But the word says, truth says, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if, but if, I love this part, but if by the Spirit, this is the purpose of the Holy Spirit, by the way. If by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. The Holy Spirit will always lead you out of every snare and temptation. So that now by the Spirit, when you yield to the Spirit, when you walk in the Spirit, you will not gratify your flesh. And satisfy those false senses that are telling you you're not going to die. Surely I'm not going to die. The Bible says, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, because the Holy Spirit is a mortifier, brings mortification to outer man that is really ruled by this demonic nature of fear. I'm afraid I'm not going to make it. I'm afraid the kids are going to go wayward. I'm going to afraid I wouldn't see whatever. Revival in my hour. Yes, we are in revival. I am revived. I am in revival. I am seeing revival everywhere I look. I'm experiencing revival. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You see, we are to bear his image because he's bearing his image within us. He's bearing witness within us that we are his kids, his offspring. We look like him. We talk like him. Uh, verse 2, same chapter. Actually, 8 1. Let's start with 8 1. There is therefore, so what does this ministry of bearing witness within us that the Holy Spirit has, that we're now children of God, is really a law that's working in our inner body? in our members, that is testifying that we are of life, that is testifying to you and me that we are born of life. Because Romans 8, 1 and 2 is, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. You see, we do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit, because in the spirit is life, but in the flesh is only one thing, death. And death, according to this verse, looks like condemnation. Because 
back to one. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, but the qualifier is who do not walk according to the flesh. And we read in verse 13 that if we walk in the flesh, we'll die. But we now live according to the Spirit. Therefore, condemnation, feeling bad in a guilty conscience is not our lot in life in Christ. So if you are dealing with condemnation, never good enough, messed up again, failed God again, how can I fail God? God has done so much for me and I failed him again. Condemnation. And if we've messed up, very quick resolution to it, repent. Don't do that again. Come before him on the basis of the blood of Christ and receive forgiveness. Evaluate the thought process that led you in that mess up and change it. I'll tell you when you change your mindset as to who you are, that's how you're being kept by the power of God. Because now you're allowing the word to define your life. That you're no longer needy. Needy. I'm no longer needy. But freely have I received and so freely do I give. I'm a releaser of divine life. I'm a releaser of divine life. I'm not needy for someone to affirm me, confirm me, validate me, and thus destroy me. Because it would turn me into a pleaser of man. But verse 2, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So when I have the Holy Spirit lead me and testifying to me, I'm a son of God. I'm a child of God. There is a law working in my members and it's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Your health and healing is right here, buddy, right here, right now. There's no premature death in this. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. There's no cowardice in this law of life. But there's only the boldness of the Holy Spirit to stand up and to declare to the world, Jesus is Lord to the glory of God our Father. I don't know why I always get animated. I come up here and I, I suddenly get animated. This is truth. Because there's a world out there that believes a lie thinking it's truth. And we as Christians have truth. We as Christians have the Holy Spirit who is in us now and is working in us the law of his, his law. The law of the Spirit. His law is life. Why should I be afraid of whatever? And get inoculated against something when the blood has already inoculated me. Why be afraid of something? When we to conquer it. Conquer it. And yes, we go from glory to glory. But let us not be content with doubt and unbelief. And like, well, you know, it's the hour. You just got to do what you got to do. 
He says, don't you know the hour? It's high time you wake up. Don't settle in right now just because you go to your local church Sunday morning and you, 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 you lift up holy hands without wrath in that moment. How are you living before God? It's not to make us be condemned because we just read. When we walk in the Spirit, there's no condemnation. There's only one law working at that moment. The law that has made me free from the law of sin and death. So I can always be on top of it. Yep, I can always be on top of it. And look down like, no, you're not going to get me. No, I'm far above you. I'm far above you. Unless I choose to come down and wallow in the trials of the moment. When God tells me through Peter that everything is working, it is the trying of my faith is for my good. So I can learn to withstand all and to not cave into pressure. To be conformed to his image and likeness. That's what Romans 8.29 tells us. That we are made to be his image. We're made to bear his image. We're made to reflect him fully in this hour. Just like Jesus to be. Why? Because he's the one we're giving expression to. It's not Desi of the outer man that will ever become Jesus. Absolutely not. My outer man is to be reckoned dead so Jesus alone lives life through me. And he alone be seen. That it's, that's what it means to be his image. To allow him full expression through your life. 29 Romans 8 for whom God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image. That word is icon. Let's look it up. Icon to the image of his son, that he, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Actually, that word was used in, I'll go to look up that verse first, and I'll look at the word icon, image, in um, 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 48, well, 47, we always start about the same part whenever I bring these verses out, but I'm really going for 49. The first man was of earth made of dust. This is our old man. We too have an old nature made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven that we're now to bear his image. The Lord from heaven, as was the man of dust, as was the man of dust, as we bore the old nature. So also, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have bore the image of the man of dust, as we have bore the image of the man of dust, as we have identified with that old man when before we were born again, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. I want to look this up in the Greek concordance. And just as we have bore the likeness of the earthly man, so also shall we bear the likeness of the heavenly man. So let's look up some of the words here. And just as we have bore, 
That word is the Greek 5409, and it's to bear constantly to wear. To bear constantly to wear. And uh, it is from this word, phoros, it is to have a burden. That is to wear as clothing or a constant accompaniment, as a constant accompaniment. So our old men, we wore constantly before we got born again. Our old man was our constant accompaniment. We wore him very comfortably. We knew how to strut our stuff with that old wear. As we have bore the likeness, so here, as we have wore the likeness, this is image. This is the word 50, uh, 15 or 4. It's um, icon, an image, stature. Uh, figuratively, it means representation. So as we have wore the representation of the old man. So this word icon, image, is the same word that was used that we're now being conformed to the image of Christ. We're being conformed to the image of Christ. That we are now here, Paul, telling the Corinthians that to bear the image of the heavenly man. This word image, icon, is to be like. It is mirror-like representation. So we're to be mirror-like representation of the new man, the way we were mirror-like representation of the old man. So now that we're in Christ, we're to mirror-like representation of whom? Of whom? Flesh out the way we used to flesh out before Christ. That old garment is not our portion anymore. So mirror-like representation, this word icon, image, likeness, referring to what is very close in resemblance, like high-definition projection, as defined by the context. Image, icon, then exactly reflects its source. So we, we, as we bore the image of the man of dust, we were full representation of the curse, can I say, because that was cursed. That's why he had to be born again. The old man, you can't work with him. And beyond repair, beyond reconstruction. So why try to band-aid? This morning I was, I was thinking, one of the worst things, the worst things that happened to Christianity, and of course it's ultimate demonic deception, is when we allowed psychology and psychiatry to come in between our ranks. And start patching out something that's supposed to be destroyed. Well, you know, they're busted because their mama did this and their dad did. I mean, real moments, yes. How do you reconcile this with the word, though? How do you reconcile it with the word that you are a new creation? You give an account to God for what he's made you to be. How do you reconcile that? How many therapy sessions do you have to pay for until it dawns on you? There is no answer there. Because we're trying to bear an image of an old man. You can't fix up. What we're reading is 49 as we bore the image of the man of dust. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. 
In the Dwey Ray's uh, translation of the Bible for this verse, let us also bear the image of the heavenly man. Come on, let us bear him. Let us bear his image. Why do they read all the titles? There is a press of faith. There is a good fight of faith and militancy is required. You've got to know the hour. Not the time to get drunk again. Let's go one more round of ha, ha, ha. Let's get drunk. When sobriety is important, we do have an adversary. He knows his time is short. The devourer that's going on right now, so many falling away from the faith. Why? Because they're still in the stupor. They refuse to wake up. They want to bear the image of the old man. I'm very comfortable. I can see mama and dad. I look just like them. I want to be like them. No, you don't want to be like them. You want to be like the heavenly man. And we honor mama and dad. We honor. I honor my parents of earth. I honor but I tell you one thing, my representation I'm to now release on earth, whose image I'm to bear is my heavenly father. Daily I undergo transformation. I want to undergo transformation. So daily I pick up the cross because only through the cross am I assured a separation to that old nature. Only through the cross, not my wishful thinking. Not another therapy session with my best friend. Actually, best friend's Jesus right now. Glory be to God. And there, I'll hear only one thing. You've got to bear my image, Desi. Come on, Desi. You've got to bear my image, Desi. I'm not busted. I'm not broken up. I don't need to be fixed up again and again and again. I don't. I don't. I don't. This word image again, that we bore the image of the old man. This word image means it reflects, so image icon then exactly reflects its source, what is the rock, what, what it directly corresponds to. For example, Christ is the image icon, the express image of the Godhead. And so as we know that Jesus is the express image of the Father. We are now the express image of Jesus. And that's why, why the Holy Spirit was given to us. The purpose of our salvation is that we express the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. To go about and to do good. Because we've been anointed as Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. Acts 10.38 and how he went about, and so are we to go about. And we see that in Matthew 10, when he's commissioned his disciples, and he sent them out, says, cast out demons, raise the dead. When was the last time you raised a dead person? Are you going to wallow because someone got some symptoms in the body? They're going to die. No, you're there to bring forth resurrection. Power lives in you. Oh, come on, this, you extreme. I'm very extreme. I'm very extreme. I'm very extreme. I've seen extreme testimonies. I've seen extreme moments of God. When I dare to believe God, but I tell you, when you dare to believe God, you better know, you better know that there'll be some moments of ouch to you out to man because it's not comfortable. But why, why would I want to be comfortable and see my loved ones die? When I know God is life, and yes, there are some moments I don't touch with my mind. 
But there's one thing I'm made to be and to represent him fully on earth. I'm not to fold my little hands and say, oh, oh, well, you know, it worked back then, but now I don't know. Now it's too severe, too far gone. Nothing's too far gone. Jesus was beyond too far gone. He, he was dead for three full days. He was dead. He was dead. He was dead. He died. Went down to the pit of hell. Why? Because he chose to become a curse. He chose to take on the fullness of sin. And sin has only one penalty. Death. And he died. It brought him down to hell. A righteous man. But he bore it for you and I. Do you understand why a passion? Don't let it be in vain that which he did for us. And he came up. He arose from the grave. Hallelujah. He arose from the grave. And Satan thought he had him. But looking back, what does the word say? Paul says, he, Satan, uh, the worst thing he did was crucify the son of glory. He wished he didn't. Because that was Satan's death sentence. So why you live like Satan is your, your hero? Too big, too strong, too crafty for me. Yeah, if you want to be conformed to the old man, continue to wear that old garment. He is too strong for you. But we are now made to bear a brand new identity. That's what he finishes in this verse. But let us also bear the image of the heavenly man. Let us bear this boldness, this forthrightness, this non-compliance with wickedness. <laughs> I'll listen to a message later on for my own benefit. I will. <laughs> Just as we have bore the likeness of the earthly man, in case we don't know what the earthly man is. Earthly, made of earth, dusty, dirty, terrain. Nothing good about the old man. Dusty and dirty. Dusty thoughts, dirty thoughts. But now we're new creation. Now we have the Holy Spirit bearing witness within us that we are children of God. And as many as are led by this reality of the Spirit whose law is working in my members, righteousness law. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus is bringing forth an audaciousness that I'm now made to be just as He is. An audaciousness to be His image on earth. So also shall we bear, again is the same word, to carry, to wear, to bear constantly. To wear as a clothing or constant accompaniment. Just like Paul told in Romans 13, now put on Christ, the armor of light. You put it on, I can't put it on for you. I can't go to your house and suit you up. This is, there's a suiting going on right now. All of us are being suited in light right now. Shall we bear, let us also, so also shall we bear the likeness of the heavenly man, the Lord from heaven. 
bear the likeness. Again, it's the same word, icon. 1504, image, likeness, bust, likeness, stature, profile, representation, resemblance. Mirror-like representation of the heavenly man we are now, or we are to be now. Icon assumes a prototype of which is not merely it, of which it not merely resembles, but from which it is drawn. Icon then is more than just a shadow, rather it is a replication. Rather it is a replication, so we are now to replicate him. Not just the mere shadow of Jesus. Come by our Jesus. We are a replication to replicate him, to be imitators of God as little children. What does that look like? What does that look like? I'll tell you the words of Jesus to his disciples in, in Matthew 10. In Matthew 10, verse 1, he says, he called the 12 to himself. He gave them power. See, we the called out once. We the see, we've been called out from the world unto God. We are chosen. We're selected. We're predestined to be in Him, to be conformed to His image. Not just to be around Jesus. I want to go to Him. No. Why? So we be sent out in this world. As the Father God sent him, so has Jesus sent us out. And here we see with the disciples. He said, when he called his 12 disciples, Matthew 10, 1, to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits. Not just power so they can sit in little circles and talk about how much power they have and break down the word exousia, authority, But why? To use it, use it, use it. Use the power of God to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness. This is what the power is all for, to, to heal, not to kill, to heal all kinds of sickness. When was the last time you laid hands boldly on the sick and saw them recover? Don't give up. Keep laying hands. Keep coming back to the word. Be boosted by this word. Take your vitamins daily. The word of God. Light. Be a light intaker. So you can release light. To heal all kinds of sickness. Not some. You can heal maybe a headache and a back pain. But, you know, tumors, cancers, final stage, no. That, no, that's not for you, Desi, to heal. No, I'm a believer. I, it says the believers issue what? Cast out demons in his name. Heal. Lay hands on the sick and see them recover. To the believer, he says that. His parting words. But here we see it. 
He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out. Again, not to sit in little circles, but to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now the name, and then he brings the, the name of the 12, but let's go to verse 5. These 12 Jesus sent out, sent out and commanded them. We Do we not have a commissioning as well? We've been sent out with a commission. And this is what the commission can be paraphrased in being right here. He says, go out into all the world and preach the gospel. His disciples were commissioned as well. Right here is their commissioning. But we are part of that discipleship of Jesus. So we can literally read this for ourselves. Eternal words, real true words. He says, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans. And he's giving the specific instructions, so they have to follow the instructions. Now, the instructions he might give you is different from do not go to Samaria, but it's specifically for them. But here he will show the manifestation of the power he's already given them earlier. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, this is at verse 7, that you can, you can appropriate for yourself. And as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does that look like? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. This is what it is like. Jesus walked this way and he's telling his disciples, you do as I do. (laughs) Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. I like how raise the dead is not after casting out demons. I love it. Because somehow we tend to think one's harder than the other. Power, the power he's given us is far above all. And everything else is beneath. Go round to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, so freely give. And then he says about provision, like he'll take care of them. Because a worker is worthy of his food. And more direct specifications there. Um, mm-mm-mm. Um, the wrap-up moment, and I want one verse I want to wrap up with. Ephesians 6. To be his image. Why? Because we live in a spiritual world. In a spiritual world of the only pronounced defeat over that spiritual world and, and, and ultimate victory, it's Jesus. So if we do not bear his image, we cannot withstand that spiritual world and the onslaught and the assault that that spiritual world can bring unto us powers and principalities that have been really only defeated through the Lord Jesus Christ and the way to walk in it. So I'm looking for Ephesians right here. Six ten. But I, what I've always loved about, you know, just the layout of Ephesians, uh, especially in chapter 6, it's neat what comes right before that, and that is really a humbleness of heart. That is a, a, a life of truth to be lived out in your inner man and to not walk in pretense. Um, 
in, in 6.5, bond servants be obedient because this is much of spiritual warfare as, as what we're going to read uh, down further, putting on the full armor of God. Because when we clothe Christ, we're clothed in humility. Bond servants be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart. This is it. In sincerity of heart heart as to Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, don't be a man pleaser today, but as bond servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart, from the heart, with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. I love that. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, not from men. Because all that you do, you do in the Lord, and your labor in the Lord is not in vain ever. God is your reward. He is your reward. I love that. Whether he's a slave or free. So then, so then we go to verse 10. Finally, and then he also addresses masters as well, right? To be kind-hearted and to show no partiality. So, because there's no partiality with the Lord. Uh, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What is that strength? Is this armor of light that he told us in Romans 13 to put on Christ, to be his image, to bear his image, to be as he is now, to not be intimidated by sickness and disease and by demons and death, but to cast out, to heal, to go forth and proclaim the kingdom of God is here now. It's in me and I'm a kingdom of God releaser. releaser. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil to make you a coward. Satan wants to make you a coward. Every scheme of his is taunting and intimidation to make you back, back, back off and to put on the old garment of the flesh. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Therefore, put on Christ. Put on the armor of light. Be as he is. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, to conquer all, to walk in the conquest of Christ just as he walked over it all. We to walk over it all and we're done. We're done. Amen. Amen.